chaos is everywhere. How's it going, DJ Batman? What do you know? It's going. My body is awful, but like I cannot continue to thank Sprite enough. Sprite with ice is just delectable. Is it McDonald's Sprite with ice, or is it like Sprite from a bottle? It was McDonald's Sprite at this point in time, but like Sprite with ice is just. It's just good. It's like lemonade, man. You just can't well, eat it when you're thirsty. You do know that McDonald's Sprite is different than regular Sprite, right? Because like the, they get a different formula. I think it's the same with Coke. Anyway. You mean like just like, you know, soda mix stuff? No, I don't yeah, believe like in that. different syrup at McDonald's. I know it's true for Coke, and I think it's true for Sprite. I don't, I don't care if it's true. I don't believe in it. Okay, well, Mr. Vice has also joined us. How's it going, buddy? Ah, talking about thick liquids, are we? Indeed we are. Mm. And now that we're all together, I'll go ahead and do the intro. Hey, everybody, welcome to Chaos Foul Frontier. I am your host, Jonathan Gilchrist. Uh, that guy over there, he's into thick liquids. That's Mr. Artie Vice. Yeah, yeah, and, gonna get it, what? And the other guy, he is the Tom Brady of the Chaos Everywhere family. That's uh, DJ that man. Already uh, had to say it. <laughs> I had to do it. It was too much fun. Um, I anyway, I feel like people will realize that that's not a compliment. <laughs> it I just makes man. Me... He went to seventy three school. Anyways, okay. Anyway, um, today we're watching season uh, four, episode seven of Star Trek: Deep Space Nine, which is called Starship Down, which is actually a completely different episode than the one that I teed up last time. Um, I don't know what the name of the other episode is. We'll get to it eventually. But this is also a really cool episode with battles and shit. So let's enjoy. Um, I've got everything. Hold up. Are you guys ready? Yep. I, yep. All right. We can hit play in three, two, one, play. That doesn't look like a ship. Looks kind of like a penis ship. A pea ship, as it were. I would assume that's what you call them. Gamma Quadrant. So I'm just going to get this right out of the way because I wonder, can you guys recognize that alien? Because I bet you you've seen him before. Uh, he's a douchebag. He's he's always like a, a, a pretty bad guy. Even he might be the place I'm thinking of. He's not. <laughs> that, my friends, would be the farmer from Babe. Huh. I'm sorry, that that's uh you did um That'll do pig. That'll do. that'll do pig. Yep, that's him. Does he say <laughs> like I... that'll do some alien species that'll do <laughs> that'll do Ferengi, that'll do. <laughs> well the reason I know that is because um he spends most of his episode with Quark and uh Quark was like, I was just really excited to work for him because I knew I hadn't seen Babe yet, so I didn't know anything about that. I just knew him from Shakespeare. So <laughs> 
And uh, yeah, for anybody not watching along, they're just talking over some trade agreements and they just found out the cork has been charging them some handling fees, as is capitalism. I mean, that feels pretty uh, on the nose for Ferengi. These response times are unacceptable. I will murder you at dawn. <laughs> and she just takes that, you know, threat wheelingly. She's just like, oh, fine. It's just an average freaking Tuesday. I um, I just this is the thing. I have to we have to figure out if we need to do a double up at some point because, like, I don't know what goes on with the timing. But this episode aired in like November of '95, and I think our last Voyager episode was in September. So somehow we're three months off. I don't know how that happened, but I think we'll just wait till we get to the end of the season and see if we have to do something before we get to the finale. I think that's the easiest way to do it. You're a finale. Okay. I think this is where like I get bits and pieces of this. So she, no, the girl in red, is uh, she like, she doesn't really understand like emotions and stuff. Or am I thinking of a different character? Oh, she doesn't understand emotions, but you are thinking of a different character. Yeah. No, she's basically a uh, reformed kind of terrorist. So she, she, she understands emotions. She just has a lot of the negative ones because of how she had to grow up. But, but I'm not thinking of there's like some kind of romantic hint with her and somebody else at some point. Yes, there is. The that, that, okay. That's probably the character you're thinking of because Odo's the outside character that's trying to understand humans. But that's, yeah. All right. Well, if you guys will go. excuse me, I have to do my intro. And this episode ended up uh, airing on November 13th, I want to say, of 1995, which is, like I said, about three months removed from the last Voyager episode we did, even though we've been just doing this back to back. It took a break, man. Yeah, I guess. I mean, who the fuck cares about Voyager? Certainly not me. I love Odo. Everybody loves Odo. Oh, yeah. No, I really I should have googled it because I have no idea when that episode I was talking about with the guy slowly dying and stuff is going to happen. I don't know if I mentioned that on air, but it's a completely different episode, which is also cool, but it's not this episode. Which means we'll have to do it. So. Yeah. I'll I'll keep you up to date. Hopefully next time I read the description and won't make that happens occasionally. I think of an episode that I was um gonna watch later. So Well, I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but remember that's a really weird and hard, like cool job. The person that makes those description points for episodes, because like mm-hmm. you can't give away that much, but like you have to give something. Right. And usually, like, looking at that, I remember, like, even with shows that I know very well, like, I look at it and go, I have no idea which episode this is. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's not yeah. enough detail that you're like, oh, I can get that reference. Paramount Plus doesn't have that problem. They will give you the whole episode. It's just I don't usually read the whole description before I, um, before I like, go through it. So I read the first paragraph, but if you read the whole thing, they will tell you the whole episode. You can't read. That's true. You've That's also this episode okay. for me because I'm just going to keep thinking like that'll do Quark. That'll do. <laughs> You're welcome. 
So uh, the Jemadar have just shown up and are pissed off because that person was dealing with Federation in the Gamma Quadrant, and I thought they made it very clear, don't fuck around in the Gamma Quadrant. Fuck uh, Gamma's um, around here. Like, that was sort of the, <laughs> like the Hulk. Walking around here, trying to get yourself a Hulk penis, and I don't like it. My people will fight to the last... Yeah, no, like, that was literally Jemadar's one rule. And this, I think, the first time where we've seen the Federation's basically like, nah, fuck that, we're just gonna... You don't have claim over this space just because we're, like, five billion light meters away or whatever it is. Huh. There's a wormhole. We can do shit. Okay, this is gonna Babe. bother me. So the guy that is the guy from Babe, uh-huh. what species is he? I don't know if they name it. it it's literally, um, I think we've seen them once before. Uh, there was a, his species, and you might remember this, uh, Mr. Vice. It's the one where they had to bring Quark along by using the neg- Negus staff, even though that's a really cheap trick to just sort of like blackmail Quark. Um, but yeah, he's like, this is the only other time you see that species, and I don't know what their name is. They're not really important. The important thing is that the Gemadar don't like the Federation are trading with them. So. Okay, but th- there's no relation to like, I can't remember Star Trek things. There's a guy who's kind of a bad guy, but then he ends up being a good guy. But he's always kind of like, he's with them, but like they don't trust him. Uh, no, uh, no. No, I think that's uh, Patrick Stewart t- stuff. Yeah, it's a different, different show. Yeah, but he looks Fucking like that kind of kind. I don't know if they were trying to do that on purpose or not, but I'll remember that, you know, way later. Yeah. Oh, feel free. We got about an hour, so take your time. I'll remember take this. Your time. Your time is up. My time is now. So basically, just because it's the crux of the whole show, they had to go inside a gas giant to try and save the people they were there to meet from the Gemadar. Yeah, let's you. It's sort of like a bat. Yeah, and that would make you some sort of bat person. No, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> a Batman. A Batman. That, that's what we'll call it. Oh, no. Huh. Well, I have subtitles, but now I'm probably like three or four seconds behind you guys. So. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. no. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'll just react of late. Of course it's Rom's fault, that fucking Rom with all his shenanigans. I'm ashamed to say it, but he's an idiot. The Chimera, or yeah, I think that's what they're called, or how you pronounce it. Poor, poor Rom got confused. Uh, is he an idiot or like is it on purpose? He just tries to take what he can get. Now that he's caught, he's just trying to weasel his way out of it. That's usually yeah. his MO. It's kind of his thing. He's not stupid. Uh, he he knows what he's doing. It's just when he gets caught, he will not give up the game. He will keep trying to weasel his way out of it. Mm-hmm. Ping. We've been paid big time, sir. 
Wait, does space work like underwater? Because like I just realized that that looks like sonar. That's that's exactly what they're doing, but um, it works on like underwater when you're inside a gas giant. Actually, that's a good place to mention this. Originally, this episode wasn't supposed to be inside a gas giant. It was supposed to be their version of the Poseidon adventure, where the ship would have been underwater upside down um, instead of inside a gas giant. So, and but because James of budgets, Cameron would have directed the episode. I don't know what they what they would have done because they. I guess it's more expensive to have water than to do a gas giant. I don't know why. I mean, I guess CGI and water or filling your crew with water. I guess there's also, more like actual water, whereas like opposed to like theoretical gas, like they could just like make shit up as they go. Yeah. All you need for gas, I guess, is a smoke machine, so that helps. Yeah. yeah how, how often? Like if I had a nickel every time they said try to stabilize the thrusters, oof. Those thrusters need to be stabilized, okay? They're very, very important that they're stable. Oh, that's oh, that's sad. Oh no. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this because you won't remember. That guy we just saw go up the ladder, I'm ninety nine percent sure he's the crew member I was talking about dying very slowly in that other <laughs> episode that this is not. <laughs> so the whole episode is just him slowly trying to climb a ladder. Well no, this is his like, you know, if he's doing fine episode, we're just gonna get to a point where he's not doing fine anymore. <laughs> oh, he's okay right now. He won't be okay soon. When will now when will then be now? Soon. Uh, also nobody's checking on the crewmen that clearly died when they got hit earlier. If you watched in the background, I want to get the fuck. Ensigns get killed every day. That's kind of what we're they're here for. Yeah. It's amazing everyone anyone ever gets past that rank. Also, I love that he doesn't give him a chance to do the Scotty thing where he says 20 minutes and then does it in 10. He's like, no, fuck you. You have 10. Hurry up. <laughs> I feel like that's also like a trope of like, how much time do you need? And then like, it's a reasonable amount. No, no, no. Like, I just I have to give you an unreasonable amount of time. So, well, that's it's kind of like an hour. How about four minutes? <laughs> Well, that's kind of like the like a big part of how you get your engineers to have personality. Because the original engineer, Scotty, you find out if you watch through everything and watch the movies, that he would always pad his time. So he would say it's going to take four hours when it would really only take two. So he looks like he's a fucking miracle worker. But then in Voyager, the chief engineer specifically says, I don't do that. When I tell you it takes four hours, it's going to take four hours. So it's kind of like, where do you fall on that spectrum? And I think... O'Brien's somewhere in the middle. He doesn't usually give you a time, but usually if he says it, he can kind of trim it if he needs to. Also, we just saw somebody else die. That's hey, fine. Yeah. He just finally asks how people were. <laughs> Moving everybody away from the emergency force field with the gas. I also, guess they're, they're going to lose the ship. Well, he's got to put a bulkhead down. He'll be fine. That's what bulkheads are for. Hey, get the fuck out of there, Dax. You're going to seal the deck. <laughs> Fucking Dax. <laughs> Dax, no! You're one of the main characters. 
You have a name. You can't die. Jessica, I still want you to touch my, my downstairs bits. Please be alive. Please. I'm sorry. Yeah. Is there a phone ringing somewhere? I got confused there. The guy that um, played Odo said the reason he thought it was a miss because they didn't do the water is because that scene doesn't hold nearly as much weight when it's like gas coming in instead of like water rushing in and having to seal bulkhead. Mm. I see his point. No, it makes sense. Yeah, that's a, that would have been a lot more dramatic if he had to swim through stuff. And they would have done it like two years before Titanic, I think, which would have been nice. Oh, snap. Well, I mean, oh, the door's not shutting. Okay, the door's yes, shut. Titanic occurred in the nineties. <laughs> so, um, this is one of the doctor's favorite episodes because he got to spend a couple of days just uh, snuggling with uh, Terry Farrell, which I mean, obviously, that's literally what they're going to do for the rest of the episode—is just sort of sit there and hang out and share body heat, which. I'm not saying I'm not jealous about, but this isn't. That's not the boobs lady, though, right? What? No, you're thinking of um, what's her name? Uh, there's fucking... there's like giant subreddits about like what, yeah. what they did to her boobs throughout Star Trek. Well, no, that might be somebody else. There's Seven of Nine who's in a cat suit, but there's also another character who has only been around a couple times at this point, but she comes becomes a main character later who has really pronounced boobs and usually wears low cut low cut stuff. I can't remember her name for a moment for some reason. I just remember there's like literally like just a whole thing of people that like wrote it about like analyzing how her how she was presented and like why mm -hmm. it was commentary for the shows. I mean a lot of the female characters you can do that with because Deanna Troy's the same way when she started on Next Generation she wore tight fitting um, you know, one body suits, and then towards the later seasons, she wore a uniform like everybody else, so she was taken more seriously. So that could mm -hmm. be the person um, that they're talking about. Yeah, Star Trek doesn't have a great track record sometimes with stuff like that. Someone That's really interesting when you think about it, because like they're at the like they've always kind of been at the like kind of like what we talked about a few weeks ago. They're, they've always been at the forefront of these like culture changing things. You know what I mean? And, yeah. yet, and yet at the same time, they still like show their age in a way. Yeah, no, it's interesting. Cause like, you're right. Cause if you go back to the first season of next generation, when Gene Roddenberry was still involved, one of the things he did, and remember this is 1989 he would put men in the same short skirts that the women were wearing. Like it was the exact same uniform because the idea was in the future, it didn't matter. That only yeah. lasted for the first season. Then he went to suits sort of like that. Um, but you're right. But then to have on that same show, Deanna, who's also an officer, but for like five or six years, doesn't have a, a uniform at all. Um, is kind of weird. Oh no. I hope that didn't screw anything up. Are you guys still there? Okay. Who is that? Check on the people again. Who's who? The, 
the new chick. Uh, um, I wouldn't get attached. Okay. <laughs> because she has, she has lines and they're in a dangerous situation. I, I wouldn't get too attached. Okay. Gonna fight me. I was just confused because I was like, why is she showing up so much on my screen? I don't know. Yeah. You. I I don't okay, so there's the there's one or two ways that could go. They could either be setting somebody up that in like a few episodes is gonna die, or she's just there to die because you can't kill off any of the main characters. Aha, I got you, motherfucker. <laughs> Didn't see that coming, did you? So there's characters that were like written in as like essentially plot armor to a degree. Like fodder. Pretty much. Yeah. Plot fodder. Yeah, plot fodder. Well, they tried to do better than the original series because the original series was famous for like, oh, instant Ricky in the red suit. Why don't you go with the main cast down to this dangerous planet? Like they try to be a little less transparent than that. But um Oh no. Man, forget that. I'm gonna die if I go down there. Yeah, yeah, you will. Yeah. But I'm not going. I'm just crewman number six. <laughs> so this is an interesting kind of callback. So there's an episode of Next Generation where Riker is in engineering and O'Brien is on the bridge for some reason. And like Riker's like, don't even bother calling the bridge. Everybody up there is probably dead. And in this one, O'Brien's in engineering. He's the one that's saying everybody's probably dead on the bridge. And it's boy, just an interesting right. circle. Yep, that guy's dead. Wait, the, the main guy? No, well, no. He's I mean, he's a, re, he's a reoccurring character. He only hit his head. He's fine. I mean, relatively speaking. I mean, we all know Peterson. Yes, Peterson, why don't you go and take the dangerous route down to the engineering room? <laughs> Somebody's got to go down there. Um, you, henchman number four, go. Could you check on that power conduit for me? Just give it a good licking and see if it uh, still has power. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, will I get electrocuted? Of course not. And if you do, it's fine. I'll be I'll be okay. <laughs> oh no, he's been very badly burned. Well, you can heal most surface stuff even if you're not a doctor in Star Trek. Cranial hemorrhaging. Subcranial bleeding. You need a medic. Uh, I believe it's pronounced Madik. Don't open the door, it's a Madik. She's going to go below and try to find one, eh? I think that's actually not true. I feel like you can like lose consciousness if you're um, if you have concussion. I might be wrong, but no, I might be thinking of um, dying actually. Like, if you're, like, yeah. literally dying now in the movies, people say, like, stay, stay awake. Apparently, if you're dying, all you're doing is just annoying the person that's going to die. It doesn't matter if they fall asleep or not. If they're dying, they're well, dying. No. So, if you have a concussion, you're not supposed to sleep, like, while yeah. you're still experiencing it. That's no, I was mixing those two that's things up. a true up. fact. Yeah. I but if you, come this pod- if you come to this podcast for medical advice, well, you get what you get. So, take the grab bag. Very important you listen to me, you son of a bitch. <laughs> He's like, oh, fine. 
You're so annoying. Why did it have to be you? That's kind of the whole point of their their story they're going on now. Like, why are you? I could be Worf. I love Worf. Oh no, they're sick. A lumpful of fluorine. That sounds delicious. Toothpaste. They're in a toothpaste gas giant. Not fluoride. Oh, no, that's my bad. Pretty sure it's the same thing. You'll be fine. It's absolutely the same thing. Like one million percent. Well, no, well, yeah, E is gas. So it's like the toothpaste gas, not liquid. I mean, a few hours of breathing water is better than. Chlorine is a liquid. No, it's the breakdown. It's the Latin etymology of the word. So it's you're, an e. I just like, you're going to be okay. And boy, does your breath smell minty. <laughs> For the rest of your life, you'll never have to brush your teeth. Yep. But you might have cancer. Worth it. I mean, listen, pros and cons. <laughs> I don't want anybody busting my balls if I save their life. I don't even care if it's only for a few hours. I mean, I feel like you might want her busting your balls. <laughs> what we did or did not do in that turbo lift is our business marks below. Oh, come on. You never True. take a little off the top. Hey, come here, No, I haven't. I am a good pig farmer. So basically, his species is like what capitalism should be, kind of. Like, no one really no, that's fucks just around. Socialism. Without splitting it up. It's just but where's the greed? Uh, they're a culture, so there's no greed. Oh, uh-huh. Unless you have a government. So there you go. Want to win big, you have to bet on that pig to be the best damn sheep pig ever. <laughs> Are we gonna cross like you just said the best damn pig? I'm like, oh, Charlotte's Web now? Is that where we're going? Yeah. Some kind of humble pig. <laughs> oh, Worf, mean, welcome to engineering. Is, I was like, Quark, Quark is kind of like, uh, I can't remember the rat's name. Templeton. Templeton. Played by Paul um, Wynn in the cartoon. That's, that's not funny. I just I like showing off how much I know about Templeton Rat. Good for you. Mr. Stevens. Oh, come fuck down, Worf. What, what happened? Somebody blow up your ship? Oh, right. <laughs> oh, wait. touchy subject. I'm sorry. A four-shift rotation? That is ludicrous. No one appreciates that I have a fucking plan. Thanks. Just so everybody's aware, because I know that's all you care about at this point in the uh, story, they do implement the four-shift rotation eventually. So that, that does happen. Yeah, man. She's really good at 
keeping people alive. She should be some kind of doctor. Well, it, they're in a very weird situation, which they're going to discuss. And um, I would tell you what it is right now, but it kind of spoils the whole point. So we'll just watch and see what happens. Even when we're not working, we just talk about work and not our raw sexual attraction. No, no, I know you feel the same way. I'm sorry, her hand kind of glanced somewhere. So, yeah, she's going to mention it right here. So, you don't really think about this, but he's basically, I don't know how, like, if they go with more of a Moses feel or a Jesus feel, but he's a fucking religious figure. It would be like if you were dealing with Moses as your boss, and it's been like, oh, no, he's just some dude, but also the messenger of my God. Yeah. So, but is that partly why he's why she's like in love with him or fascinated by him, just in awe? It's fast, yeah. It's more of an awe, respect, fascination thing. Yeah, even though she tries to cheat him like just a regular like commanding officer, like it's always in the back of her head because she is a real believer of her religion, right? So, which and this is really the first time that they, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say, and yet she like, especially I remember still season one fucking disobeying at every turn. I wonder if it like took her a while to like accept that he really was the emissary and maybe that was part of it. Like I don't know that if they wrote that to be it, but that makes sense, right? Yeah, that okay. might be it then. Torpedo, hard to port. Now everybody's doing the thriller lean, which is exciting. I'll give you my torpedo hard to port. Port means left. Thank you, Starship <laughs> Captain. At least you got something uh, out of watching this show. It also means actually, wine. There you go. I actually learned that, and I don't remember where, but it's just because left has four letters and so does port. So port means left. And starboard is more letters, so it's clearly not left. Right, exactly. It would be the opposite of left, which would be not left. Up. Oh. What am I? What are we looking at? Are not looking torpedo. At. Are, are they in like a weird space time thing? No, they're just in the mess hall, and a torpedo just punctured the hall but didn't blow up. Which is a real thing that does happen, not in space though. So I don't know how it would work if it happened in a spaceship. <laughs> Ah yes, space, the first frontier. This is this is some lingo to that. Um, this is a complete non sequitur, but I have to ask DJ Madman this. Did you know that on Disney Plus there's another season of um the Cosmos with Neil deGrasse Tyson that's not the one that originally aired on Fox? I was not aware, but now yeah, that's called told me. Cosmos Possible Worlds, and the one that was on Fox was Cosmos um, uh, something Odyssey, Space Time Odyssey. I thought he was just going to wrap his coat around it. Oh, keep it safe. <laughs> it seems cold. We should wrap. We should treat it well. I'll, I'll, I'll give you my coat so we can, uh, you know, fornicate later. Yeah, Mr. Stevens, do what I fucking told you. 
I will kill you and then find someone else to do. Okay. <laughs> I keep telling you this for if you can't kill everybody that doesn't do exactly what you asked them to, you're next, O'Brien. Son of a bitch. Watching you, motherfucker. Worf, calm down. I'm going to kill you. So this is actually kind of the main point. Well, there's a few main points that get done with in this episode, but one of the things that they really wanted to do with this episode was show Worf in a different way than Next Generation because he's having to deal with people much more interpersonally than he ever would have had to do in Next Generation. Like he has to command, which wasn't his job. Yeah, give him a pat on the back. Yeah, reach around. I was just about to say, good penis. Good penis, everybody. Good penis. <laughs> he should have started with the encouragement first. <laughs> it's going to get even colder. We should take our clothes off and huddle together for warmth. I don't think that's actually true. That's another one of those things that I heard debunked. You can huddle for warmth, but taking your clothes off doesn't make it any better. <laughs> we, Unless we your clothes are wet. No, we should take our clothes off. No, yeah. If your I mean, my are pants wet, are clearly yeah, already wet. So, when you're trying to not have hypothermia or you know gas or whatever it is, yes, wet clothes are terrible. The key yes. is to stay dry. Well, Bashir's having trouble with that right now. Yep. I bet you they're both having trouble with that. No, yeah, uh, she doesn't think of them that way. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but she's letting him caress her arm like that, and she's smiling. So, it's well, basically, that's yet. the conversation that they're having right now. Is like, why did you stop chasing me? Well, you told me several times not to, and it's not uh, the early 20th century. We figured out to stop doing that. That would be considered assault. Are you trying that's to tell me I shouldn't chase after a woman after she tells me to leave her alone for two years? I'm saying that fifty no's and a yes. I'm saying fifty no's and a yes does not mean yes. Despite what James Bond tells you, it doesn't mean no. Yeah, but like, do you know the history of Johnny Cash? Do you know the Muffin Man? (laughs) No, No, to either of those questions. The Muffin Man. Because basically, the whole thing with June Carter is he kept on asking him to marry her, like over and over again and she just kept saying no until one day she didn't say no but right she but didn't weren't they in a relationship either. weren't they already in a relationship yeah. and it was just marriage well kind of but not that's really that's different okay is it yeah absolutely they were more like flings they weren't in like a serious relationship that was okay the other well yeah that's that's different then i was <laughs> if there if that's a serious relationship and the woman says no to marriage, it's not because, unless she specifically says no and we're done, like, that's more of just like a I'm not ready right now type thing, more than anything. Well, remember during Johnny Cash times, like, marriage was more significant to, you know, childbearing and whatnot. Listen, I'm trying to learn about how the Kava brothers or whatever the fuck their name was, sold their magical beans at the store. What the hell? Why is she telling this bullshit story? Keep them awake because they don't talk about anything but work and she didn't want to talk about work anymore. 
You're the emissary. I'm a human. I will die. No, I could clearly die. He just kind of right. looks like he's coming, becoming possessed. His eyes are rolling back from his I mean, head. You didn't have to, to say the word possessed. <laughs> I mean, his eyes are doing that thing, though. It's like right? he could be dying, but he could, could be, be coming or going. Else in his body. <laughs> Good one. Yeah, I feel like um, if the prophets were going to help him, they don't need you to help because he's the emissary. Like, they don't need your prayers. Like, oh shit, we've really stopped looking at Cisco, the guy that a lot of our future plans are based on. Right. What happened? Oh I mean, fuck him. I'm sorry, but this feels like the like that Neo. This can't be you. Like you can't die. I mean, you're not entirely bit. wrong. <laughs> Is she gonna kiss him and say like I was told otherwise, and then he just like wakes up and can stop bullets? Yeah. So what you're saying is all movies after 1995 just stole from Deep Space Nine, in particular this episode. Are you trying to inform uh, me that there were plot holes in that movie? That was a classic. There needs to be more romantic stories. This whole episode is like there's two different people that are like trapped alone. Why if can't could, there be some like sexual tension between Worf and O'Brien or something? If I could never see romantic <laughs> things in a show ever again, I'd be happy. <laughs> that doesn't sound cynical at all, but I understand. <laughs> Gently speaking of romantic. You motherfucker. <laughs> Romances for the gullible. For the fools, I say. <clears throat> fools! I'm definitely tired because I looked at diodes and I thought it was dildos. I mean, listen. <laughs> I have the same it thought. It could be either one. <laughs> you don't know how space-age torpedoes work. Dildos yeah. became very useful. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, what if it's diodes? Diodes. Well, now you're just making up words and it doesn't matter. Now you're, just no, like Greek now you're just shooting Greek gods into space. Yeah, the emissary and all this stuff. I'm trying to get, put other religious stuff in here. <laughs> yeah, this but the Greeks, I, I mean, get. come on, man. The ones. Greeks, really? They're everywhere. They fuck everything. Here we go. Just got to pick oh, one of these two things to blow up. One of them will blow up. One of, us will, one of them will keep us alive. Okay, this yep. is the biggest romance story. Easily. Yeah. Quark and the torpedo. Quark, Quark and the torpedo. Well, and then, you know, that'll that'll do Quark. Oh, that'll do, Quark. That'll do. Cork me, Cork. Yeah, no, definitely learn Dabo from Cork. He'll no in no way screw you out of money. Oh no, not at all. Wait, if it's 50-50, they should both pull one and then one will die and one will live. That's how that it's works, a, right? No. That, that's a <laughs> that's an explodey torpedo. Um that will kind of take the whole ship with them. At least if we're gonna die, we're gonna take a lot of innocent people with us. Woo! That's how to, that's the way to go, man. <laughs> And the light turns off and like, oh, thank God, it's over. And then it turns right back on and blows up. That'll do, Quark. 
that'll do. It has Never just done. it has like a second delay though, like just long enough to go, ah shit. <laughs> just for that that ever so loving uh comedic effect. Feel good doesn't almost dying, but not. Also, that is a completely different adrenaline rush than screwing somebody over in business to make a bigger profit. Not to the Ferengi. That's true. Fair point. Yeah, I don't know. No, I do not. I feel like this is not a good decision on his part. Oh, God, will you please shut the hell up? Right. Major, why are you talking in gibberish? <laughs> Listen, I know you think you're helping, but I mean, come on, gay, come on. See, he remembered about the three brothers. Oh, that's a depressing ass fairy tale. They all raped each other and died. Okay, it's not that depressing. <laughs> Tell me a fairy tale from your homeland. There once was a man from Nantucket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have a Nantucket too. And I will tell you that the stories about him have been grossly exaggerated. So much do, back do, on my. Is that a ship? Yes, they're both ships. What the fuck do you mean? Got him. Although, wait, you might still be a few seconds behind. And he should be caught up. There we go. And everybody's dead. We did. Let's go get those other aliens if they're still alive. Wrong ship, by the way. Uh-oh. <laughs> we just killed the ship that we were trying to save. Worf's just like, I don't care. It was beautiful. I believe that was the Voyager. What? What the hell? They thought they were in the Delta Quadrant. Uh, back to Quark talking business. I mean, it's the most important part of this episode. You're right. Aww. Yeah, if um, it had stayed an underwater adventure, Odo was going to actually be the one to save the day. So the idea would have been that the hall would have sprung a leak and there'd been water coming in and Odo would have jumped into the water in liquid form and then like reformed after he came through the crack. What a really cool shot. But instead, he just shows up at the bar at the end. That's a bad gamble.
Also, he has a button over there that he can make you lose right now if you want to. Right. That's some pig. I want to lose all my money in front of you to prove that I don't care and I'm wealthy. Nobody tell him. Nobody, like, don't ruin it for him. What happens on the skin? Never, by the way, if you're gambling, never underestimate beginner's luck because it is a real thing. And it's very fucking annoying. So just have amnesia? I mean, I don't think you can go backwards. Beginner's luck every out. day. <laughs> I don't think it can ever help you. That's how, well, I'm not amnesia, but like, you know, what's that stupid romantic comedy about trying to teach uh, somebody who they are every single day? Backdoor Patrol 50. 5. Oh, yes, that was right. Uh, <laughs> I may have said states. too much. <laughs> no, the, it's something diary. No, it's remember. 50 First Dates is what you're thinking of. Yeah. Here's the repair schedule. That, that wouldn't fit in your whole theory of beginner's luck if every day was beginner's luck well first of all like if she learned to play poker any other day besides the day she lost her memory she would remember how to play poker so incorrect that you don't know work. how that works <laughs> yeah you haven't seen the movie neither have i but i understand oh. the disease oh i have because i have no life and movies are a comfort to me it's not a bad movie i i really don't like romantic movies like i never have it's not a recent development as much as i like to joke about it but yeah. um, I I've just I've never been a fan of them, and even even the even that being said, it was not a bad movie. Even yeah, I was uh, just like, not bad. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's it's um, watchable. Yeah, I guess. But you told me the other one. We, it occurred to me we might do a four shift rotation. Uh, it's an idea right. I just had by myself. Here's with a baseball. No, yeah, that's his baseball. He's uh, he loves baseball, even though it's not really a thing anymore. That sounds very like a, a retro American clutching onto things yeah. that you know, clutching onto pastimes. Baseball, baseball is not a thing much more anymore, anyway. So yeah, <laughs> so it, it's right on time for uh, Deep Space Nine to be right because baseball died out around 2063 in uh, Deep Space Nine timeline. So you know what? they might be off by a good like 40 years. <laughs> oh look they're going to have a relationship outside of work and the fact that he's a religious figure honestly yeah. though that whole 63 I it wouldn't surprise me if that actually happens yeah. it, it's still a very good prediction um, by the way just as a thing that's the baseball cap that he talked about with uh, Cassidy from his her brother's team uh, so, she, like, remember she gave him the cap, or I think she gave it to him as a gift. So. And now he's cheating on her. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, there's a starship down. Not the episode I thought it was. What did you guys think of the episode? While I look up the next episode, we're gonna do. Yeah, it was fine. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. there was a lot of like <laughs> romantic stuff happening. Like, it wasn't very actiony, unless you were talking about Badumpa Dooms. Yeah, this one, it, the one I was thinking of has a lot more hand-to-hand -hand shit happening. Um, this one, yeah, it's besides the ship stuff. It's much more like, let's not die. It's much more like a, a submarine movie because of what it was supposed to be. Um, let's see here. Ooh, this is a good one. 
So I do remember what this episode is, and I can't confuse it with anything else. So next week, we're going to do season two, episode six of Star Trek Voyager. Um, this one is called Twisted. And there's a spatial distortion rain puts the ship and crew at risk. Ooh. Ooh. I think they play I the can... game Risk. No, the whole ship literally twists. It's it's a very literal title. Um, slap hand. Slap hand. Slap hand. Oh, God. Anyway, um, so this week, uh, Wednesday, will be chaos at ringside. We're going to be talking AEW with all what that entails. I'm planning on talking some dirty, but at this moment, I haven't actually watched this week's stuff. Um, so we'll see what I actually get through before we get to tomorrow when we're recording, which will be Wednesday for you. Tomorrow, um, tomorrow. On Thursday, we just did uh, episode two of The Good Place. Um, so that'll be up on Thursday. That's all about flying and why it's morally wrong to fly ever. Damn right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, what? Superman's a douche. Duh. Damn right. Fuck yeah, yeah he yeah. is. Yes. I mean, don't, don't give away the whole episode. He's an um, asshole. The, I don't know what we're doing yet for next week. It'll be something fun. Uh, but yeah, I can't give a heads up because I have no idea. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll Maybe I'll think of it before we record Wednesday's show, and I'll be like, oh, we're doing this, but uh, whatever. We're doing that uh, thing. You guys know. You member. Right, yeah. You we're member. Watch- we're watching that I thing remember. with the stuff. We're uh, watching that thing about the thing, you know? Looking at a thing in a bag. Looking at a thing in a bag. Uh, I'll just add thanks to Eric Bowman for the theme song. I don't really feel like going through all the socials, but just search out chaos everywhere. We're pretty easy to find because if nothing else, that title's easy to Google. Like we're like the third thing down. It's not even that hard. Um, ah. 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 Poltergeist. Um, yeah, still think, alive? I'm not, but that's oh. that's fine. I died yeah, when right. Ensign Ricky died, but I just kept oh. talking. Um, yeah, do you guys have anything else you want to add before we jump out of here or do your things or whatever? I can do my thing. Oh, you do your thing. Stay handsy out there. What do you say?